You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. Well, welcome to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and today we are joined by Senior Minister Tim Johnson. Hi, everybody. Good to be with you. Good to have you here, Tim. Now, Tim, uh, first off, I think we should just make clear that this is the week after Easter. Sure. Your voice is a bit croaky. <laughs> uh, I'm still getting over a cold. So, uh, look, it's been a bit of a busy week for us here at St. John's, understandably. Um, so, first off, apologies uh, for our croakiness. But we're going to persevere anyway because we think what we've got to share is good news and uh, worth listening to. Uh, so, Tim, following Easter, uh, many people might have come to church just visiting, coming because it's it's what they do. It's Easter. That's what you do at Easter and at Christmas. Um, and I guess with this podcast, we want to sort of explore beyond Easter and Christmas, what does it mean to be a Christian? Beyond ticking a box on a census form, uh, what does it mean to follow Jesus? And, and how do you do that? Uh, in a way that's true and and um, not hypocritical, uh, and a way that uh, is is you know in line with the way that Jesus set up uh, what would become his church. So how are we going to do that? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, as you said, Andy, you know we're thinking about what it means to be a Christian. And there's a bit of a clue in the name. Christians are people who follow Christ, which is one of the names for Jesus, Jesus Christ. So we're really we're just going to chat together and uh, look at one of the biographies of Jesus' life to have a think about Jesus' life, uh, Jesus' death and what it means, and the claim that Christians make that Jesus rose from the dead, mm. uh, that death didn't defeat him. And then we're going to think about how we might need to respond to Jesus and what that looks like in practice. So it's a bit of a conversation, I yeah. hope, around Jesus. We think Jesus is pretty amazing. Our uh, whole church revolves around Jesus. Jesus is the reason we exist. Mm. Jesus is central to everything we do. Uh, and so we want to share Jesus with you who are who are listening and, yeah. and explore together something of uh, his life together. Yeah. yeah. Our- uh, our mission here at St. John's is two parts. Mm. It's to know Jesus and to make Jesus known. So really this podcast, we're, we're focusing on that first one. We want to know what it is to know Jesus. And um, I mean, that's the, that's got to be the starting point for Christians. Yep. You've got to know Jesus before you can be his follower, really. Mm. And so that's what we're going to work through today. So um, the book of Mark in the Bible is what we'll be basing this uh this podcast series on and uh you can get a copy of that uh, you can if you want a physical copy if you don't have one reach out to us we'll, we'll try and get you one but there's a lot of free versions online as well if you go to the website bible.com forward slash app app um, you can download a free bible for your phone uh, and you can follow along with most of the the popular translations um, obviously the bible wasn't written in english and so there's lots of different translations available. We, uh, through this podcast, everything we do at St. John's, we use the um, the NIV, which is the New International Version of the Bible. Um, so if, you're, if you've got a bunch of different options, pick the NIV. That's the one we'll be using. Yep. And look, um, we've chosen Mark. There's, there's four biographies, I guess you would call them, of uh, Jesus' life in the Bible. There's Matthew, Mark, 
Luke and John. They all take slightly different sort of angle on Jesus' life, same same gist. Mm. Uh, Mark's the shortest, so that's, oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> We're going to be encouraging you to read through Mark, but it's only um, – I'll probably only take you a couple of hours to read mm. from start to finish, uh, and we're going to suggest some chunks that you might like to read it in as we go along. Uh, so we'd really encourage you yeah, to read for yourself uh, what Jesus said, what Jesus mm. did. Um, heaps of people have a view about Jesus. Um, it's really good to actually listen to the man himself and mm. what he has to say uh, and explore so that, yeah, I guess you can take seriously and weigh up for yourself the facts. Mm, absolutely. So uh, we'll be reading our way through the book of Mark, a few hours of reading there total, um, but we'll take this journey over about six weeks uh, from start to finish of this podcast series, and uh, we'll be inviting your questions along the way as well. So we've set up an email address that you can send your questions to anonymously, uh, depending on your email, if it's anonymous or not. Uh, but you can send your questions to questions at stjohnsdc.org.au. Questions at stjohnsdc.org.au. And we'll do our best, if you're listening along live in 2019, uh, then we'll do our best uh, the following week to answer those questions that you might have around any of the topics that we cover on the podcast uh, or anything sort of vaguely related to the topics that we cover on this podcast. Any questions about God or Jesus, send them through and uh, we'll, we'll have a crack. We'll, we don't guarantee good answers, but we guarantee that we'll give them a shot. Yeah. And if you're, I mean, if you're reading along uh, through Mark, there might be stuff that you just don't understand uh, and we'd love to have a crack at helping you understand that or having a think. Absolutely. So, should we get into it then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, where are we starting? Well, we're going to think a bit about the life of Jesus today. Um, so obviously, as we said, being a Christian is about being someone who is a follower of Christ, being a follower of Jesus. So it's good to have a think about, uh, some of the things that Jesus did, uh, and what that means. So Andy, I'm going to get you to read a few things along Great. the way. Yeah. Um, and we're going to start at the very beginning because that's a very good place to start. Uh, uh yes. Mark chapter one, verse one. Okay. So chapter one, verse one of Mark. The Bible is broken up into books and then chapters, and then within the chapters there are verses. Yeah. So just to make that clear, um, we are starting at the first chapter of Mark. That's the, the first, first big chunk. First big chunk. And yep. the first verse, which is kind of the first sentence. Yeah. But the verses are, are not necessarily broken up by sentence. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like an address so that you can sort of find yeah. things within the book. Yeah. So Mark chapter one, verse one. Where am I reading to? Uh, just that verse. Just that verse. Yeah. Just the single verse. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Very good. Which is kind of like the heading for the book. It is. Um, and it's announcing that what we're going to read is actually good news mm. uh, and that it is about Jesus. Yep. Um, uses the word Messiah there. Yeah, that's uh, a bit of a weird one. It is a weird one. It's. A, it's I know a, that from Life of Brian. Do you? He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Exactly. So some people might be familiar with it, but it's not a word that we use a whole no. lot. Uh, it's a Jewish word, Hebrew word, uh, and it was <laughs> referring to a great king who would come. They were looking for the Messiah, the promised one that God had said he would send. Now, interestingly, we sometimes talk about Jesus Christ, mm. and if you've got a different uh, translation of the Bible, it might actually use the word Christ there. Right. It's the Instead same word. Yeah. yeah. Christ and Messiah, they mean the same thing. Literally, uh, an anointed one, which is what they used to do to kings. 
Uh, so anointed is another society. word that we don't use very often. No, they used to put oil on top of a person's head to mark them out as a king sure. or someone sort of a special leader. Um, and that's where the term comes from. Yeah. Yeah. In this context, it's speaking about a great king that God had promised to send. Uh, and the title, I guess, at the start of Mark says, we're going to explore whether Jesus is this sort of person, this king. Mm. Uh, and then it uses the word son of God. Mm whether he's actually more than just a king, but someone who has come from God with God's authority. Um, but it's just the header up front yep. to sort of announce this is what we're going to have a look at as we look through this book. Yep. Great. Good start. So some of the things that you do see in Mark, we're not going to read all of it uh, as we do this podcast, but we'll send you away so that maybe you can do some reading for yourself. Mm. Um, I guess we're going to think today is what does it mean for Jesus to be son of God? Like what does it mean for Jesus to have special authority, special power? Um, how was his life different mm. to other people that sort of marked him out as someone that we should pay attention to and that we need <clears throat> to think about? Uh, and through Mark, you see on lots of occasions that Jesus had special power and authority mm. that showed that he was different. Um, so... We're going to explore a, a, a bit of that together. Andy, I'm going to get you to read again. Yeah. Maybe if you just, um, we're still in chapter one, the first big chunk of Mark. Yep. Uh, but a bit of a longer section, 21 through to 28, thinking about the authority that Jesus had as a teacher. Okay. So Mark chapter one, verse 21, and then going all the way through to the end of verse 28. All right. So they went to Capernaum. Capernaum? That's an old place that I have not heard of, and I don't know how to pronounce Capernaum. When the Sabbath came, Jesus went to the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue, who was possessed by an impure spirit, cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit took, shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed, they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching and with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. There are some words in that sentence in that passage there's lots of words that i <laughs> have a Which vague understanding understand. of and even less of an understanding of how to pronounce yeah um but the main the main point uh, that comes through there is about people recognizing jesus authority mm. uh when jesus taught i mean lots of people even if they don't think that jesus is that special mm people recognize him as a great teacher. I guess even people who aren't followers of Jesus would say, well, I reckon Jesus was was um, a, a good teacher, a wise mm. teacher. He had some good things to say. Um, and clearly people at the time of Jesus recognized that as well. Yeah, He wasn't like other people around him in the way that he taught. Sometimes when people speak, you just, you just know you need to listen. He had that sort of air of authority mm. about him in his teaching. Um, and twice there you see that people describe Jesus' teaching in that way. Mm. Um, 
I mean, you're listening along there at home. You might not, uh, you might know some of the things that Jesus taught, uh, and it's actually good to listen to his words and say, "Is this someone who seems to understand people mm. and the human condition? I guess the realities of life." Uh, and clearly, people at the time recognised that when Jesus spoke, it was worth listening to that he yeah. had authority there in his teaching. Um, so, I mean, that that's one aspect of Jesus' authority that you see mm. in that passage. The other one's more tricky, though, Andy. Mm. All of this stuff about evil spirits. Yeah, and there's a lot that, in there about that. That sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, we're not real familiar with that in Australia, are no. we? No. In terms of demon possession, other than maybe watching a movie like The Exorcist. Yeah. That's pretty old school. Yeah. Probably got a modern version of that one. Uh, the uh, the new Sabrina on yep. Netflix that yep. uh, I haven't watched it, but it, I think that deals with evil spirits and stuff. She's a witch. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, but at, certainly in the time of Jesus, there would have been um, much clearer recognition and experience of uh, people who seem to, I guess, come under the influence of evil evil powers. Mm. Uh, and a lot of times, if you're reading through the accounts of Jesus' life, these biographies, you see that. Uh, Jesus was able to help people in these situations where they were really oppressed by dark forces, it seemed, or they mm. had stuff going on in their life that couldn't be dealt with or explained, that he was able to use his authority to free them and release them. So yeah, in that passage, you get a couple of hints of Jesus' authority that he can teach in a way that people wanted to listen to mm. and that he could even... Uh, command uh, evil spirits and that they had to obey what he had to say to them and he could release people and free people into a better life than yeah, they sure. were experiencing at the time. Yeah. Um, so that's two areas, I guess, of Jesus' authority that you read in, in, in Mark. You see his authority to teach and his authority over evil spirits. Lots of other examples. Uh, I went... We won't read through all of these passages, but if, sure. if you're reading along at home, um, you'll see some of the other stuff that comes up. And then we'll, we'll jump to another passage in a minute. Mm. Um, Jesus seemed to have authority over nature. Right. So caught in the midst of a violent storm with you know wind and waves when he's on a boat with his followers. Mm. Um, and we're told that Jesus spoke to the wind and the waves. Mm. And they stopped. Mm. So he's presented as someone who has authority over nature. Mm. Speaking about the wind and the waves, uh, it's good to. I think it's a good reminder here that these are true accounts. These are these are biographical in nature, and so it's easy to say, "Well, yeah, sure, it was. It was. Um, it's easy enough to believe that uh, he was a good teacher, as you said. He's, you know." People even today recognize Jesus as a, as a, as a good teacher at, of the time. But even the stories of him calming the wind and the waves uh, are, are a continuation of that, that trueness. The, um, you know, just as he was a good teacher and had authority to teach, had authority to cast out those impure spirits, um, he also has authority over the, the wind and the waves. And that happened. He yeah. calmed that storm. And I reckon that's hard for us to get our heads around, Andy. Like mm. in in our we're we're a very sort of scientific mm. society, absolutely. Uh, and the whole idea when you're reading in the Bible that 
certain what what, what they might say are miraculous things. Mm. A lot of the times we can just go, nah, nah, yep. that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, nah. never seen it. Yeah, science can't prove that sort of stuff. Yep. I'm not gonna um not not gonna listen. It's like a, a fantasy account. Yep. Um, yeah. And putting limitations on the the knowledge that the people had at the time to say, well, oh, when they say impure spirit, they probably meant, you know, maybe some mental illness or, or something like that that they just didn't understand. Yep. But that's not what it says. And it's there's quite a distinction as well, isn't there? Even if they're not talking about mental health necessarily, there is a distinction between people who are sick that Jesus heals mm. and people who have these impure spirits. In, um, and he, he, I mean, he heals people as well, but casting out the spirits. Yep, Jesus does too. That's right. And I think it's about, uh, I'd encourage people to say, look, let's take an open mind with this. Mm. Um, I mean, when Jesus does these things uh, in these biographies, the people are amazed. Mm. So it's not like this sort of stuff happens all the time. They are events which are out of the ordinary. Mm. And people recognize that Jesus is able to do things that wouldn't ordinarily happen. Um, and I guess it's like if we're open to the possibility that there is a God mm. who is all-powerful, then we have to be open to the possibility that that, that same God uh, can do unusual and miraculous things. Um, and that that's what we see in the life of Jesus. Mm. Not ordinary events, not scientifically reproducible events, <laughs> but demonstrations of, of power yeah. and authority which shows that Jesus is someone to pay attention to mm. and listen to. Yeah. Uh, you might have questions about that. We'd love to get some questions in uh, about that sort of thing. How do you deal with these sorts of miracle accounts? But mm. the encouragement, I guess, is to keep an open mind about the possibilities because they're certainly recorded here by people who were present mm. and who said, I saw it, and this is the facts of what happened and what yeah. we saw in Jesus' life. Yeah. Ready for another passage? Let's go. This is the last one uh, that we'll look at today. Uh, Oh, no, it's not the second last one. Oh, second last. Promises, promises. (laughs) Uh, Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. So now into the second part of the book of Mark, starting at the start of the second part, so verse 1, and going through to verse 12. Yeah. Okay. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there, thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up, take your mat, and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. 
This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. So again, uh, as we're thinking about Jesus' authority and his ability to do things that are out of the ordinary and quite miraculous, um, that uh, little passage of the Bible, that little section of the Bible, um, sort of describes a a healing, I guess, Mm. a man who was unable to walk and... Jesus has the authority to intervene Mm. in the man's life and to do something um, quite amazing. And there's probably about 30 such incidents like that in the, in the Bible where, uh, you know, blind people are able to see people who are lame are able to walk again. Uh, People with sort of skin diseases Mm. are are healed. Um, And it comes up all throughout the life of Jesus that he has the, the power and ability uh, to do that, even um, a couple of examples of people who have died and Jesus brings back to life as well. Yeah, wow. Um, so all of these things show, I guess, aspects of the fact that Jesus wasn't just an ordinary person mm. and he can't just be dismissed as just a wise teacher mm. or um, a good man, mm. <laughs> certainly in the way that those who are around him and recorded his life um, show him that he's more than that. And this same passage that you just read, Andy, um, goes a little bit even further than that where it talks about uh, Jesus' ability to forgive sins. Mm. So one of the surprising things in what you just read is that Jesus doesn't heal the man straight away. It's it's obvious if his friends Mm. have lowered him through the roof. Yeah and he can't walk himself, that you'd think the man's biggest problem... Is that he can't walk. Is that he can't walk. Yeah, that's the pressing need, surely. But that's not what Jesus says, first of all. In fact, he says, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Which is a pretty pretty big claim, you know, to be able to do that. And certainly the religious leaders at the time are absolutely gobsmacked and really upset that Jesus has said this. Now, sin, which is before we get too much into that, sin is just doing something that's that's not what God wants uh, or not doing something that God does want. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. So we often think of sin as just uh, naughty mm. stuff that we might do mm. or even maybe fun stuff that killjoys yeah. want to stop us doing. Yeah. 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 That's sort of what we think that's sin. But at its heart, in terms of the way that the Bible describes it, it's about not letting God be God. Mm. If God is the one who has made us and I guess designed humans to live in the best possible way, Mm. it's an attitude of rejecting God and saying, no, I'll do things my own way, which often leads to what you've described, doing things that God doesn't want us to do or failing to do the sorts of things that God would want us to do, like Mm. loving other people Mm. and loving him. Mm. So all of us have sin in that sense in our life and I guess there's for all of us a need for forgiveness that we've Mm. failed to do everything that we could have done and and done stuff that we regret. I Mm. certainly have in my life. And this guy presented before Jesus is, I guess, Jesus' Jesus' initial response is to offer him forgiveness for his sins. Mm-hmm. Now, the trouble is, as, as I've just described, we've just been talking about sin, Andy. If 
sin is about primarily our attitude to God mm. and whether we've treated God as God and done things his way. Yeah. Then surely the only person who can forgive sin is God, right? Yeah, and that's sort of what the teachers <laughs> in this passage were was, was saying, the teachers of the law, that like, well, how can you're just Jesus, you're just a man, sure you're a good teacher, but but you can't say that this man's sins are forgiven. Totally. I mean, it's like if you smacked me in the head yeah. and then someone walked into the room and said, Andy, I forgive you. It's like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? He's just hit me. Um, yeah. It's got nothing to do with that other person. Yeah. Jesus is claiming the authority of God at this point. Mm. And the people at the time recognize that. They're upset by it because mm. they think he's got no right to do that. Yeah. But there's no doubt about the claim that Jesus is making, that he's more than just a person. Mm. He's claiming that he is able to forgive sins, which is, you know, God's prerogative alone. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty big claim. You know, we've, we've been talking about his authority, authority as a good teacher. Well, I mean, I had I had good teachers throughout school and and stuff. You know, they they're knowledgeable about a topic. They can have that authority. Um, authority over impure spirits is probably a bit a bit more out there. Authority over nature. That's pretty big as well but far and away the authority of god himself uh captured in in jesus the person the man of jesus that is that is a big call yeah and i guess that's that's the heart of what we're what we're talking about and looking at today is when you look at the life of jesus and when you explore for yourself the life of jesus what do you what do you do with this guy yeah you know some people they want to minimize him and say mm. he was a good teacher and I'll kind of respect some of his teachings yeah. and I might learn a few things. Or he was a good man, so maybe I'll model some of the way that I treat people on the way Jesus did. Um, but it's to downplay a little bit of what Jesus said of mm. himself and what he what he did. He he can't just be dismissed as that. He, he made bigger claims than mm. that. He made claims that he's, that he's God. And a great writer, C.S. Lewis, uh, people might be familiar with uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, some of the yeah, Narnia books. Narnia series, great. He, um, he became a follower of Jesus later in life. He was an atheist. Uh, and one of the things that he wrote is that Jesus was either uh, a lunatic, <laughs> a liar, or he was actually the Lord. Mm. Because he made such big claims, essentially, you know, he claimed that he was God. He did claim that he was mm. God. He either was deluded, he thought he was God when he wasn't, mm. and so he's a lunatic. Uh, he knew he wasn't God, and he was just deceiving people, which makes him a liar. Uh, you know, in fact, he's misled millions mm. of people throughout history. So he's worse than just a liar. He's mm. actually uh, an utter, you know, deceiver. Or he claimed to be God, and he was actually God. Um, so the challenge is not to just say, well, we'll just write him off as a good teacher. He doesn't really leave room for that. No. He's more than that, uh, and he calls on us to, to make a decision. Uh, and I guess that's the last last thing to talk about um, with just a, a short little passage from, again, jumping back into the first chapter. Because uh, yeah. we've talked about Jesus' authority as a teacher, his authority over sickness and evil spirits and nature and to forgive sins. But to think as we finish about the authority 
in terms of people's lives. Mm. So in Mark 1, 16 to 20, he actually, I guess, called on people to respond to him as well. Mm. Do you want to read that? Yeah, so Mark chapter 1, verses 16 through 20. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. So that's the uh, account, I guess, of the first four people who followed Jesus, sometimes called the disciples. Mm. Uh, Peter and Andrew and James and John, they're all fishermen. And Jesus said, come and follow me. And pretty much on a whim they did. Yeah. The way it's presented here, it's almost That's... like they, they don't really know him. No. But they respond to his call to yeah. follow him. And just leave the nets behind. That's... Yeah. Wow. And the dad just leaves their dad in the boat. <laughs> I know. With the hired help. Like, I guess he's not alone, but yeah, that's that's huge. That's absolutely that's so weird. Yeah. And when you're reading through the accounts of Jesus' life, his authority is seen in all of these areas that we've spoken about. Uh, the one area where his authority is resisted, I guess, is people. Mm. Some people are like these guys here. And when Jesus says, follow me, they say, yeah, and they leave everything yeah. and they follow him. But not everyone does that. When you read the account yeah. of Jesus' life, people refuse to mm. acknowledge his authority and they don't want to follow him. Uh, and that's the challenge. That's you know why we're doing this podcast together, to, to challenge you out there as you're listening and thinking about Jesus, is what's your response going mm. to be? Uh, do you just look at Jesus and go, wow, he's powerful or he's got authority? Uh, but the question comes for each of us, what about my life and how do I personally respond to Jesus? Mm. If he claims that he's God, if he does you know, offer us uh, a good life and, and says to us, as he said to those first people, come follow me, uh, what are we going to do about it? Mm. How are we going to respond to this this man who claims to be God and to want us to to know him and to follow him. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, we, we hope that that's a question that you'll you'll think carefully about as we continue through this podcast mm. uh, and as you go away and, and read for yourself uh, with all of your questions. And we hope you've mm. got lots of questions mm. uh, because it's really good to engage critically and to ask um, what you think of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? Uh, what what do you out there individually? What's your take on Jesus? And and you've got to wrestle with that. And we hope this podcast helps helps you do that. Um, so yeah, again though, if you do have any questions, we'd love you to reach out. Questions at stjohnsdc.org.au. Now, Tim, we're going to give them some homework. Is that right? Yeah. So we've been jumping around the start of Mark's biography of Jesus, uh, and what we'll get you to do is to read through the first five chapters. They're the first big chunks. chunks. Um, 
it's only really uh, a few pages mm. uh, and won't take you too long. But you'll see then for yourself some of the things that we've referred to here and you'll see the people of Jesus' time watching him in action, mm. listening to what he has to say and see for yourself some of the authority that he claims and that other people recognize as they as they see him. So Mark, starting at the beginning yep. through to the end of, of chapter 5 is a, is a good place uh, to explore this coming week. Great. So we'd love you to do that. Read Mark chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. And as we said at the start, you can uh, reach out to us if you don't have a physical copy of the Bible. We'd love to get one in your hands. Uh, assuming you're somewhere nearby Diamond Creek, we'll be able to make that happen. Uh, and if not, head to uh, our preferred Bible app on your phone, bible.com slash app. That's a free download. You can get access to lots of different translations of the Bible, but the one we're using is the NIV, the New International Version. Uh, that's the one you can follow along with us in. All the other ones will have basically the same content. Well, exactly the same content, just you know, maybe paraphrased or slightly different words. Um, yeah, but the NIV is the one we'll be using. So we hope that you've had fun on this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it, and it's uh, perhaps made you think about Jesus in a, in a different way um, than you have previously. Um, if you've been around church lots or not at all uh, for Christmas and Easter, we hope this podcast would have, would have helped you to wrestle with that idea of, of the claims of Jesus' authority, how he has authority over nature and people, um, spirits, and um, the power, the authority of God himself to forgive sins. Finally, if you do have any questions, once again, reach out to us at questions at stjohnsdc.org.au. Don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcasting app on iTunes or Google Podcasts. We're even on Spotify. Uh, if you could leave us a review on any of those platforms that allow it, that'd be great. That'd help us out. Why not send this podcast to a friend as well? Get them to think about the person of Jesus and the claims that he's made. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Thanks, Andy. We'll uh, hope to see you all again next week as we continue our journey through the book of Mark. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us. If you've got any questions about this podcast, connect with us on our website, stjohnsdc.org.au or at facebook.com slash stjohnsdc. Don't forget, you can join us live in Diamond Creek every Sunday at 9.30am and 6pm.